Hey, what's up? This is Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. You guys, uh, you said you guys got into the studio. Do you guys have uh, like a recording studio you go to to get together and work on stuff, kind of do band stuff at? Exactly. Yeah, like we have a small like homemade studio in uh, in our guitar player's basement which is like five minutes from my house so pretty cool like we're all like kind of close together yeah so it's a cool hangout zone basically <laughs> heck yeah and i saw uh is that where you guys yeah. are storing all your merchandise and everything too i saw a video of you guys no no that's um that's in our band room oh. um yeah, yeah. that's stu- we used to have a studio in the band room but then we separated it and we just made like the studio at his place and then the band room and merch at uh at the other place yeah heck yeah and so you guys got some a pretty good setup going on i feel like a lot of bands over here it's like one dude's in california one dude's in minnesota and it's just all over the place but you you guys are all pretty much from right around there yeah i mean organization wise it's going pretty well and we just have loads of orders and we're getting overwhelmed but um organization wise it's it's totally fine yeah and i mean you guys are popping off right now though so that makes sense and uh like what's that like for you guys like really getting all this this attention like right now well do you want to go first i mean sure um like i said like it, it is very very overwhelming like obviously and it, it it makes us extremely happy and also like kind of proud obviously so I don't know, it, it just feels fucking good, but it kind of ch- still feels not real because, like, everything is still on the internet, basically, because of COVID. And uh, we haven't had the chance to, like, go out and, and play shit and stuff. So everything is kind of, like, still just numbers, you know what I mean? And we are very, very excited to see, uh, like, the real people, like, how many of those listeners or buyers, like, merch buyers, will actually come to the shows and then... And have fun and shit, you know what I mean? So we are extremely exciting, excited, like everything is kind of new, but still, like, yeah. we are very grateful. Yeah, for me, the same. I mean, it's it's crazy, too. I mean, we've, we've had a few shows since, like, Corona ended, basically, but, like, only a handful. And um, we just had a show that was our first sold-out show ever, and it was crazy how, like, this, this shit is popping off and how everyone is, like, showing up and... Um, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really nice to see, uh, but we ne- never we never thought we'd like ever achieve like this this level. And just bit- just for people that are listening, where are you guys from exactly? We are from Switzerland. Like CJ, our drummer, which is like right next to me, he's originally from Canada, right? From yeah, Toronto. From Toronto. Uh, that's why his English is like 1,000 times better than mine because <laughs> yeah. I'm a Swiss boy. So if I fuck something up, please bear with me. Uh, it's not my mother tongue. So I'm trying my best. But yeah, we're from Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, not in the city, but like, how's it's it called? Like the suburbs, basically. Yeah, exactly. And as a band that, um, like starting out, did you guys feel that um it was difficult to like get your footing being from uh switzerland rather than if you were like from the states or something did it feel hard to get a foothold or did this internet hype just like boom like now you got it um i think there it's it's definitely um different here in europe especially in switzerland 
in terms of like how to get like recognition fast or like how to get um i guess like get a lot of fans I, it's just different but to be honest it's i don't think it's any different than from the states because of the internet and like all these channels we can like release our music to which gets you know received worldwide so um i think the biggest thing is that there aren't like like uh a lot of like big bands from Switzerland, you know what I mean? Like, for example, like the States or the UK or something, one billion bands are huge and they are like coming from the UK or whatever. And yeah. I only know like two or three bands that are kind of big, you know what I mean? I yeah, Switzerland. I think that, that's probably one factor is that there's not many bands here in, in, in Switzerland that like do this kind of music. So whenever like there's one, like basically getting recognition, it's like, pretty big recognition over here and so. especially in like the heavy heavy side of the scene because i feel like uh switzerland and a lot of european metal is more of that like melodic kind of just standard like the metal viking stuff. metal yeah it's just it's <laughs> yeah. very straightforward melodic like european festival metal and you guys are very much not that yeah exactly um i mean th there's a lot of underground bands here you know um the scene, especially the B-Town scene where we came from, is very, very underground here, I would say. But still kind of big. Yeah, like, it's a big scene, but it's underground. And I guess we just kind of emerged from that from that scene. Um, yeah. And I guess, I don't know, I mean, we got a lot of recognition from, from that scene. And, uh, Definitely. I guess it just worked out. And do you think that, like, just with your guys' music and just being realistic about the scope of it and how that stuff can um, progress in the scene. Do you think that there's a market in Europe to get like big, big playing that kind of really aggressive beatdown stuff? Or do you think in Europe you have to be that European festival sound? Um, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it matters that much. I think uh, at a certain point, you will reach a level of music where you just can't like play it everywhere. It's just like, it just doesn't fit with the, with the scene. Uh, but here in Europe, I think er like every festival is like very open to all genres and stuff. And they just bunch, like have a bunch of bands play together, etc. So I don't think we have that limitation to be honest, but what do you think? Yeah. I mean, like, Hmm. I'm kind of like the same opinion as you are. Is it like, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. And I mean, Europe is more open. You're like, because like those festivals, you'll get stick to your guns with nasty with in flames, you know, it's very wide variety of stuff at those European festivals. And in the States, I don't feel like we have that variety on like a single concert. It's, so I, I do think that you guys have that potential. And then also one thing I love about your sound is, you know, that live that's going to pop off. And so if you guys are at a festival playing with these big European melodic death metal bands, that crowd's going to pop off for you, which is going to get you more, even more attention. And so uh, how many shows you guys have done a couple since COVID ended? Um, and I know you got one with Suicide Silence coming up as well. Um, and like, when are you guys going to be able to hit the road full time with how Europe is right now? I we have we have a few plans. Like to be honest with you, we haven't played that much shows like since the beginning of Pale Like since the beginning, 
we played like, I don't know, maybe, maybe 11, 12 shows yeah, so far. 10. Like, not much. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't played that much shows. So, we have uh, like a lot of plans going on. Like, we are going to hit the road for the very, very first time, like our small, like cute, tiny tour, which is like in the end of May. It's a UK run, like with two German Joes, and it's basically a UK run. Because when we started like planning that tour, the UK was already kind of cool with like COVID and shit. As um, while all the other countries like in Europe are were like were still like closed. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't able to to do yeah. any shows. So we said, let's do a UK run for the first tour, and it, it is basically our like feeling like a release tour. But we will have some bigger plans for sure, like yeah. for tours and stuff, and obviously like. During the summer, like all the the crazy summer festivals and shit, which we are looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure you guys are gonna be able to get all those for sure. Yeah, I mean, we had we had a big European tour planned for our um our uh, uh like last album, but that fell in the water because uh, of COVID. Yeah. So and True. and um, since you guys haven't played many live shows as the vocalist. How are you possibly going to do those vocals live? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for uh, real like, though, it's. I mean, I'm a vocalist. There's no way I'd I'd be pulling that crap off. Obviously, you're you're clearly more skilled than I. But those well, breaths, like, what are you gonna do, man? Man, I mean, I'm in. I'm in this band, and I I'm always amazed at like what Sally can do. It's, uh, thank you, it's thank you guys. Crazy. I'm blushing. Is it called blushing? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so, well, I, is it called like train a lot? Like yeah. I go for this practice. practice. I practice a lot in terms of like, uh, let me, I have to ask him like the, 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 the English word, like Ustur? Like stamina or like, uh, I don't know. Endurance? Yeah, is it, basically endurance. Like I, I go for jogs and shit. Is it called jogs? Like jogging, yeah. jogging shit. A lot. <laughs> like the the bad thing is that I smoke cigarettes, which is not a good fucking thing. <laughs> do like like double time vocals all the fucking time. Definitely. Well, the thing is, I, I think there are two types of vocalists. Um, like the 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 one type is like the the technical vocalist dude who just like stands on the stage and do his stuff like on point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. technically like perfect and shit. Which I um like. I think it's very fucking impressive. Yeah, that might but be I'm, your only option, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but I'm more of that dude. Like, I jump around and run around and do backflips and shit on stage, which makes me, like, I don't know. I'm not able to do, like, to, to scream every single word. You know what, you know yeah, what I mean? I because Yeah, like, I don't think it'll be important for you, too. I think that you could hit, like, the main parts and do some of the fast stuff, but I think you could almost be, like, a hype dude uh, a lot of times, too. It's just... Unless if someone else in your band can spit it like that, I don't. I yeah, I think you're gonna have to take some breaks, and you can just use it to hype the crowd. Probably it would make sense. Plus, I mean, plus there's no way you're just standing still because when we <laughs> no, play, like, no when we play, it's like it's it's like Slipknot early days. Like, exactly. Like, but I love it. Like to be honest, I think those I don't know how's it called, like those rapid fire vocal shit. That seems way easier to do. Like for me. 
instead of those like very long fucking screams. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know why because I can like compress my air. Like, I don't know, more mm -hmm. to do those, like, double-time vocal shit instead of, like, just one long or, like, a few very long lines, yeah. like, in a row, you know? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah, and that's one thing about vocals is everyone is so different. That's why, like, I hear that and I'm like, I would, I would have to, like, be laying down, like, <laughs> with an oxygen tank, like, really prepping for that stuff. But you probably got it, and... You'll figure it out too, and I mean it's very interesting, and in, because you guys are a perfect example of being a band that has gotten this hype online, and then you're gonna find your footing live. Where a lot of bands like grind forever and then just pray to get that hype online one day, you know. And so yeah. it, you guys are gonna be kind of a, um, a a test almost to the modern internet like scene like how does it translate like you guys like you said how many of these shirt order people or monthly listeners come out to see the concerts and i mean <clears throat> is there is there something uh is there is there like what you guys are expecting or you're going to the uk first do you feel the uk is more of your fan base or do you think that like germany is more where you guys would be doing best I, you want to go first yeah uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, we have, I mean, we played in both countries already, uh, like at least once, once or twice. And, um, but when we played there, we weren't that known. I mean, we just came out with chapter two at that point, which is our second. Like it, it was before COVID. Yeah, it was in uh, 2019. Uh, so, um, I don't, I, I honestly never saw like a difference in terms of like who was coming out. Yeah, because we had no chance to experience it because oh, yeah. because of like we we kind of like we kind of blew up like in the uh, corona like yeah we blew like, up during corona like blew up isn't the right word but you know what I mean like yeah. you get you get yeah. the point you know so there like we haven't had a chance to like really experience that but like the the thing that really opened my eyes was like our first headline show in Switzerland you like. To be honest, you can play like five beatdown shows in Switzerland. You have seen like every single beatdown dude or girl <laughs> in Switzerland. You know yeah. I mean, it's that small. But when we played our first headline show, like it, it, it went sold out. And that absolutely blew my mind because I saw so many new Swiss faces. And I'm like, yo, where the fuck are you coming from? Like, <laughs> I have no idea you were alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that really, really, that that was like really impressive. So, but I think our biggest market for sure is the US. And I think the second biggest is the UK or Germany. Like yeah. either one of those. So we're kind of like positive for the, for the, is it called like positive for the UK tour? Like we yeah. are. I like, mean, the uh, for sure our, our biggest market uh, like in terms of like statistics is the US but the first sign of like we're getting like big recognition or like a lot of people coming out or a lot of different faces was during our release show a couple of weeks ago which like uh, Sally said sold out and that was like just mind-boggling for us so um and yeah. I, I wonder, like, what do you think you guys equate that to? Uh, you guys do, like you said earlier, early day Slipknot kind of vibes. But do you think that there's a fan base out there that is just wanting like that raw intensity that like Slipknot had, but you guys are this modern day version of it? Or do you think that there's just like these hidden beatdown people that haven't left the cave 
and are just waiting to come out. Do you think you're yeah. actually appealing to this mo- modern audience that's like, man, Slipknot's kind of weak now. We're going to go watch Paleface. What do you think it is? Um, well, I mean, to be honest, it was never our, our intention to like sound similar to Slipknot. It just kind of came out that way. And I think that's that has to do with like us just growing up with Slipknot. I mean, we're all maggots in the band, basically. And um, we just grew up with that sound. So I, I guess it was just kind of inevitable that that got translated into the music, um, which is good, I guess, uh, because as we see, like from the comments, there's like a lot of um, people saying they're trying to be like slipped on fuck them. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, like a lot, a lot of people saying like they sound like uh, like you know early day Slipknot or like the Iowa Slipknot, and and I mean that's a big compliment for us. But it was never our intention to to sound like it. Yeah, because we started off as a beatdown band, but I think like our roots are definitely still like in beatdown. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. So. We still hope there are a lot of beatdown listeners that come out to our show and, and, and fuck shit up, basically, you know what I mean? But we still want to try to reach out to, like, other people, like a... a like A broader audience. audience. Exactly. Yeah. That was I was looking for, basically. Yeah, but we still love the hardcore and the beatdown scene so much because we just love the energy at the live shows and shit. So, but I mean, our stage presence is more like Slipknot than anything. Yeah, let's say like the stage presence is Slipknot, but the audience is hardcore. Yeah, it's that's it's a, weird. Like the people in the crowd are basically beating the shit out of each other, and we're just going wild on stage. So it's <laughs> it's it's a huge shit show, but it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and I I think you guys are gonna run into a scenario that. Um, kind of like Hatebreed, they came from like the hardcore scene, but they got this huge mass appeal. So you'll watch a Hatebreed music, early day Hatebreed music video, and it's people like slam dancing in a pit, but you go to their concert and it's all like radio rock listeners that, you know, <laughs> I think you guys are yeah, going to run yeah. into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know, for me, I think the thing that gives it the Slipknot vibe it, because the music is straight up like that beat down the very slam chuggy stuff uh, the musically it's not really slipknotty i think it's it's the tone and the voice really is what's given it and then that fast pace that firing off those vocals slipknot did that a lot not many bands do that and so but i mean but as is the combination of the sound i think you guys are pretty far off i just think that it's hard for people to listen past a certain point and uh like a certain depth in the music and so i think you guys are standing out in a lot of ways that's that's more modern um that will give it that uh different feel than like a standard slipknot thing and so and there is a lot of hope in the hardcore scene to get big uh obviously knock loose showed that recently especially in the states that's just massive and um, I think you guys could be that European pool for for that same sort of hype in the scene. Uh, but um, I don't know. Musically, as with, with your guys' music, it's very sporadic. It's very – there's not much, like, standard structure, if at all. And so yeah. – Does that come straight from, like, the beatdown, like, inspiration of just doing what's going to make the crowd hype? Or, like, what was your inspiration musically as far as being so sporadic and so unstructured? Well, like, with every song we started to write, we always have the mindset um, it, it should sound 
crazy while playing live, you know what I mean? Like, we write music to play that music live because we just want to go out there and, like we said, fuck shit up, basically, right? So, of course, we try to hype the listeners up, like, during listening through Spotify or whatever, we, we want to, like, hype them up so, yo, we want to go, like, we want to come out to a show because, like, music like this must be crazy at a live show. That's also why, for example, I always leave my breathing like in the songs. A lot of vocalists, a lot of bands cut their breathing out, which is completely fine. But I'm not a big fan of that. Like I love to to like have it raw um, in the in the music. You know, what doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I think it gives you the, the 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 live feeling because we grew up like going out to shows every weekend or every week, and. It's like it is the most amazing thing to do in our opinion. So we want to give the listeners like, yo, it sounds so like it sounds like it's live, basically. So yeah. we Yeah. I mean, we also in terms of like the musical structure, it's we whenever we sit down, we have like our mind is exploding with ideas and, and we, we we try to find the perfect fit for like each layer of the song. And I think that might be our secret ingredient where we just like, we, we try to glue these parts together and then it just turns out into like a, a song um, that just goes super hard. Yeah, and you um, guys have pretty long songs too at times. Yeah, yeah, which is, um, I guess it's not really heard of in, in the scene. Like no, definitely songs, not. <laughs> yeah, normally like, what, two minutes, yeah, two exactly, and a half. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And we, st we started with that pretty early on. I mean... In 2019, we released a song, or no, it was 2018, we released a song called um, Deprivation Method. Uh, which, which was seven minutes long. Yeah, seven minutes. <laughs> Way too long. And we kind of continued it throughout like the history of Pale. Yeah, Games. it just makes fun. But it's also very exhausting to record like those long ass fucking songs and to play them live as well holy shit but it kind of sucks because you have to choose so hard which songs are you going to play live when you only have like a 30 minute live set yeah so in the end we'll only be playing like four songs and that's it <laughs> and i always talk way too much uh -huh. like way too much so we it's so stupid like we play two songs i like talk five minutes and it's like the whole set is over basically so <laughs> but it kind of like we 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 always wanted to write a few shorter songs especially for like fear and dagger when we sat down and we're like yo we have to write a short one and we just like keep writing 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 and ended up like six minutes we're like no yeah how's that fucking possible though <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, like CJ said, we just glue some cool fucking parts together and we never stop gluing. So it turns out to be way too long. Yeah, we just try to put as much together as, as possible and, and make it as amazing as possible for it to be played live. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it just... I guess it's just our minds working together in the end. Um, I couldn't tell you what like the exact secret ingredient is, but it's just, I guess it's just us. How you got, it is. You yeah. guys are just too hype in the studio. And so you're just like, no, we cannot stop. Just keep going. Like, we're, we're going insane. If like, there's one part that's going hard, we just basically throw like, shit at each other. It is so fun. Like we always have so much fun times in the studio. Like we always like, we are idiots basically. And we always like, 
do stupid things and you make so much fun like you don't want to go home you want to keep on riding and have more fun and more fun and more fun you end up with a 20 fucking hour song (laughs) i mean that's good to hear though because in in especially in the metal scene i feel like it's it is too um like driven to be like monetized like so many metal bands write to be you know as mass appeal as possible and they're just doing it to try to you know make money or get popular and you guys are just writing what you want to and you just so happen to have gotten popular so it's really nice to hear that um and i mean it's that's basically representative of like uh, what we did with this album. I mean, it's it's 15 songs long, and if we really wanted to monetize it, we would have like cut it down to eight songs and made every song two and a half minutes long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, we will say it over and over again. Like business-wise, it was the, the worst, worst thing ever. we could do. <laughs> like no, like no fucking distribution label, no label will ever come up to you and say like, yo, we want a 15 track album. It's such a good idea to make like an hour long record because yeah, we can make double vinyls, which cost like triple, <laughs> triple. And it's, it was such a stupid like business decision, but yeah, co- fuck it. Yeah, co- <laughs> just it wasn't that great of an idea, but uh, it's what we wanted to do. And in the end, we had a lot to say and that needed to be more than an hour long. Yeah, and yeah. and then also with with that whole conversation, something I wanted to ask about because again, you guys are kind of a anomaly—not necessarily an anomaly, but you're a test for a band that got so much hype online without playing many shows. With once the hype started popping up, like how many of these industry people tried freaking getting in there? Like how many people was trying to hit you guys up to try to sign you, try to manage you, try to book you, try to blah blah blah? Just go because those people come flocking to anything like that. So, did you guys start getting people bombarding you with trying to get you in in on their business, or what was it? Well, the thing is, we have. We we were lucky enough to build our cute little team, our cute little Palefist family, before we kind of blew up, basically. Yeah. So we just stick to our partners, to our uh, our family, our team, whatever. And to be honest, like we were, we are still like hustling every day because we like, because it makes fun. So we don't. To be honest, like me personally, I don't care about those people who hit us up like we are going to give you one billion please let me sign you and stuff stuff i'm like i i don't care i just want to write music so but like our manager already told us like there are a few i don't know like major labels european major labels that wanted to sign us and we're like nope like i don't like uh, we are very grateful like for these people to reach out to us and shit but we just want to stay independent and do what we want to basically because like i said we have our little team we have our closest partners and we are extremely happy with them so yeah i i don't think we had a lot of like me personally i don't wie heißt das alter sich mir verbiet sogar yeah it like it blew past you basically yeah uh, you didn't even really pay attention to it exactly yeah i mean um yeah i mean sally said it uh, exactly right it's i mean like, not that we give a fuck like we are thankful for that but yeah. no i mean yeah. we, we definitely had a few uh major like industry people like reach out and ask what's up but um 
we we just kindly rejected and because we we have a, we like he said we have a great team we already built that up uh, from the ground up before we popped off and um there was no need to like you know go the other way exactly like everything is running very good for us so yeah. why never change your running system <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And if we want to change it, we can decide it on our own because exactly. we can. Yeah, yeah. you can reach yeah. out if, to someone you specifically want to work with and they're likely going to want to work with you anyway. So it's like do it on your own terms rather than just taking them as they come. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. And uh, as far as the team goes, like, so because a lot of people that listen to this podcast are um, people in bands, uh, like smaller bands or bands trying to get out there and make it. So like preemptively doing this stuff, uh, you guys were a smaller band before the hype happened. And so what was a team that you built? Like, what did you build beforehand that is still working? So like if a smaller band was wanting to build a team around them, like what do you what did you guys preemptively build? Like who's helping you guys out and everything? And and what are what are their duties that is helping you be able to manage this situation? Well, like for well, for me personally, my goal always is it to like the family side of things or like the the friendship side of things is to me is way more important than the business side of things. So um if someone came up to us and were like, yo, I can make you like the the world greatest band or whatever but i don't like you whatever i don't know i don't want to work with him like i don't care who the fuck you are if we are not like vibing with each other i don't i don't care you know what i mean we just want to have our closest people because you stick to them like whatever come like we have a manager and imagine like the there there will be a way bigger manager, I don't know, like the manager of Slipknot or whatever, like comes up and asks us, yo, you wanna work with me? We're like, mm, I don't think so, because we love our manager and we build everything up together. Yes, yeah, mean? Yes, and then and the the stay loyal thing is so much easier when you work with people that that are that work with you not just for cash or for fame or whatever. But because they like you and and want to work with you because of your personalities or your vibe or whatever, you know what I mean. And I mean, in terms of like how we built it up beforehand, before we like blew up, like for anyone like that's wondering, um, is I mean, we just we 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 played some shows and we got to know a lot of people, a lot of like uh, important people in the scene, and they led us to other people, and then we just kind of like found our own way. It just happens naturally. So, like, if you're like dressing about it, I wouldn't like. If you search for it, you're yeah, you search... going to find the wrong things, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you have to wait. You have to figure it out on your own. Because if you like force it to 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 be to to happen or whatever, mm-hmm. it will get it. It will be worse. It will be bad. It will turn yeah. out not good. Yeah. I don't know how's it called, <laughs> but yeah, you get the point. Yeah. Yeah. The... Definitely. And because the thing is, if you if you try to force it, then you can make uh, bad decisions on the people because you're just trying to make something happen. Whereas if it happened naturally, then it's uh, people that actually enjoy the product because also like you no one's going to care about your stuff as much as you guys do especially when it comes to the business side of it so the fact that you have people involved before the business side was even like a consideration that means those people love the music and they like you guys and it's just more of a um 
a, a friendship and people just making something work. And it's not just like, oh, we're going to make a bunch of money off of this. So it's it's really good to have that set up preemptively like that and find people that are passionate about the project as well. Yeah, so. exactly. And it just makes everything a lot more important as well. And you can like when we have like our team like meetings and like everybody's present, like you can feel like everybody wants to work towards the same goal because we all know each, lo- each other for like so long and we're all friends or like great friends. And it's more a friendship meeting than a business meeting. Yeah. Like yeah. Every time it's always like great fun and you love spending time working on shit because it's not just working, not just business. Like it's very, very, very cool. And yeah, I mean, for anyone wondering, it's basically just the way we did it, just connections, get to know people and you will definitely find your own way and yeah. it will happen naturally. Listen to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so yeah. what what is the like how are you guys gonna capitalize? Like this is a this is a one moment that you only get one chance to blow, you know, M M&M status. So how exactly. are you how are you guys gonna capitalize on this? Because you see so many bands blow up online and then just completely forgot about. So what are you guys going to do to make sure that doesn't happen? Like, what's the plan? Um, I think the same plan we had during Corona. I mean, when we came Since the beginning. Yeah, I mean, since the beginning, it's just like go full blast with whatever we do. I mean, we did that with... As soon as Chapter 3 came out, or like last record, we we thought we can't stop, we gotta go, we gotta keep moving. And that's what we did. And then we came out with a 15-track album, Fear and Dagger, and we plan... I'm not saying we're gonna plan to do another album soon, but we plan to to stick to this ideology and this philosophy of just keep going, doing what we do best. Uh, play because we have to, because we want to. Yeah, because we want to, and play as much shows as possible, get on the road, and... Uh, definitely come to the u.s yeah i get to the states soon especially with how the scene is over here right now with this aggressive music and um one thing that i was also listening to your guys stuff and getting back to those those vocals because they are such a standout aspect um which is important it's important the vocals need to stand out to really get this kind of hype and so those vocals since you guys have done some shows uh post-pandemic and you guys were popular like this this sold out show one thing with me whenever I'm writing vocals is I try to write the stuff to where it's like people can possibly sing along to it. Uh, I'm not sure anyone's going to be able to sing along to your stuff. Do you think that it's um, th- like at your show that you just did, did you see people attempting to sing along or is it more so just this overall chaos and people are just getting into it? Like um, the as far as like the live performance of it and how the crowd is reacting, are they reacting to the vocals in a way that they are singing along with you or are they just losing their minds? Um, well, it's a good question though. And since we haven't had any like that much live experience, it's kind of hard to answer that. But I wish, uh, I wish that people will, uh, sing this shit with me because I love it. I, I love sing alongs. I love when people get on stage and grab the microphone or yeah. jump over me and sing it with me. And we always try, we always try to add or to to have a few parts in a few songs where people should be able to sing along. Yeah, you do like some uh, repetitive kind of really simple lyric parts that just repeat. Um, and so, exactly. Yeah, like, those I, ones people I, get I, chanting. 
Yeah, and that's like that's the that's a, that's a thing. Like I I hope people will get, and I hope people will kind of um, know the lyrics or whatever and sing with me because, like I said, I, I love that. I, I never expect anyone to do those double time shit because <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. I mean, I love to do that. and I practice a lot, so I I I don't want to say that it's hard and no one else can do it. Don't get me wrong at all. But yeah, we try to add those sing-along parts or at least a few of them or whatever. I mean, at the release show, we we had a, we have a song that we play called No Room Left in Hell. And we played that at the release show and people were singing, singing along. Kind of. Yeah. Like No Room Left in Hell is the perfect example for it. Go listen to that song and you will you will immediately get what I mean. Like the, the hook and shit, it's made for people to sing along yeah we actually wrote that song to, for like people to sing along yeah, well, because i want that yeah, man. exactly and they did that so we definitely do have songs yeah uh where people can sing along for or sure. or look those those uh, like the before breakdown lines the pre-breakdown yeah. for example in, in the song curse us every like and at every show we played there were a few people who tried to sing that with me but yeah. <laughs> i <wa> <laughs> i fucked it up so the people were like oh are we fucking it up or is sally fucking up? <laughs> but yeah at least there are some people trying and yeah it it's it always like it makes me smile every yeah. fucking time someone wants to wants to grab the microphone and even though it's just like screaming something i don't fucking care if it's a lyrics or not <laughs> just do something i uh yeah, i that, had a show where yeah. we we were playing a song that was completely unreleased like no one had heard it yet it's like this is a brand new song and there was a girl standing in the front that was acting like she was screaming the lyrics the whole time i'm like you you don't know the song this hasn't been released i don't know what you're trying <laughs> to scream but, yeah, but it's still cool isn't it yeah it is <laughs> Yeah, cool. I mean, it's cool to see, um, and it always makes me smile. Like when I'm behind the drum set, and like you hear someone else instead of me, you're like, "Yeah, fuck yes!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, after like straight, I I look up for once and I see like people going crazy and singing along. It just brings a smile to my face as well. So yeah, it's and always nice to see. Yeah, as long as people are getting it, that's that's really all that matters. And um, and I always love those videos. You watch these hardcore bands playing live and they'll put the mic in someone's face and they just ah, 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 like no words, just yeah, exactly. making noises. I love that energy, man. I love that energy. So, yeah, to everyone who's listening right now, please try to learn the lyrics. <laughs> I know we have to upload them somewhere, but please try to learn them. Yeah, learn the lyrics and you're going to have the time of your life when you come to our show. Definitely. And um, with, with talking about the energy of the live shows, I mean, you guys have a lot of dynamics, not only just in the structures and the intensity, but you also have like some songs that are like trap, like some rap beats and some like rock singing stuff. Are those ones that you guys are doing live as well? Or are you just sticking with like the hardcore crap? Well, well the thing is like we have one song that stands out a bit on Fear and Dagger, which is called My Grave. Yeah. Um, I, I think you are talking about that song. Yes. Um, so... I really, really want to play that song live, but since we not like, since we don't have like one hour live sets or whatever, we kind of have to choose which songs we're going to play. Like, because we already talked about it earlier, because the long, long ass songs and shit. Um, am I allowed to say if we're going to play that live or not? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I it, mean, like, like at the moment, our 
our uh, live set is just pure brutality for sure, like a hundred percent. But it might change, you know, in the yeah in the future. I mean, you could also do something cool like just play like that trap beat for like a minute and a half just to give you guys a breather. So it's like relative. It's from the record, but it's at least like a transition, and then you can go into another song. But it's nice to have. Uh, musical options like that live because you can give the crowd a breather, give yourself a breather. Um, and I don't know, I kind of like it. I I saw Corn or we played with Corn a few years ago and they did a thing where they like played half of a song and it melded into another half of a different song. I thought that was kind of cool where it was um, something different. It was still the songs, but in a different way to where they didn't have to play a whole thing. I think using that trap beat live would be a nice little breather for the crowd at least and maybe catch them off guard by going into the most hardcore crap right after that. <laughs> uh, 100%, 100%. I mean, it wouldn't be a breather for Zelly. I mean, because he... <laughs> yeah. Fucking going crazy again but um it definitely would bring a different dynamic to our like our live show um but you know who knows maybe we'll do it in the future that's also a thing why i love people like singing with me because um that way a lot of people won't get it that i will not scream half of the lyrics you know what i mean <laughs> yeah there you go you can blame it on them no, for not doing it right sorry you can blame yeah, them exactly. for screwing it up <laughs> <laughs> Yo, by the way, uh, our guitar player Lehman just popped in. Like he just came home from the bar, and he, I, I think you want to say hello, right? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you hello. doing, man? You guys are Fine, partying thanks. over there, jamming. Heck yeah! Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> like I said, it's a little little get together here. That's we're awesome. Just missing one more. We're just missing our bass player, but uh, other than that, we're having fun. Yeah, good. as always. Heck yeah. And uh, this is where you guys practice as well in this place? No, no. This is just like our studio, like where we like um, do edits to our live set or like to the click track and, sh and shit. Um, our our uh, practice room is like uh, about two minutes. Okay. Yeah, about like five miles away. That's awesome. And uh, for you guys' music, are you guys self-producing a lot of it? Like are you recording it yourself and then sending it out to be mixed? Or what are you guys doing as far as recording process? Um, like we recorded by ourselves, like since the beginning. Um, but since <laughs> I don't know if you if you heard chapter one before, like a first ever EP, and if you did, you <laughs> I'm sure you it heard. Sounds amazing. It sounds so yeah. fucking brilliant. Good. Oh my god, the sound quality is amazing. <laughs> and yeah, we did that 100 by ourselves. But that was the goal, and none of us had any clue how to record or mix or master anything properly. You yeah, know what I mean? That's why it sounds like pure shit. Yeah. And I always want to apologize for everyone with ear damage. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, since chapter two, uh, we sent it out to Flo, which is a singer from Landmarks and also a brilliant, brilliant, like, studio dude. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's called. And since chapter, chapter two, he mixed and mastered all of our songs, except for Fear and Dagger. Yeah, Fear and Dagger was, was, mixed, was, was mixed by Flo. And then mastered by a German uh, engineer, yeah, German yeah, sound engineer. Exactly. But I think for the next songs, like for the upcoming songs, we will definitely hit the studio. But like Flo's studio, yeah. like uh, like he lives in Marseille, which is in France, and he has his own recording studio there, like tiny thing. 
we will definitely go down there and record the shit with him together. Like, it's still kind of self-made, but still, but... It's our yeah. family. I mean, yeah. we, we consider him family as well. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. We do everything in, inside the family. And what let's, was... Let's... Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, okay. I just wanted to tell another story about the laptop, like yeah. the infamous laptop oh, shit. we use. Like we, <laughs> I bought a laptop. I bought a laptop when I was, I don't know, fourteen or so, and I. So like one year ago. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Um, yeah, like I bought a laptop when I was fourteen, and I also bought Rudy Loops, like Apple Studio, because I always wanted to become a dubstep DJ, which was my biggest dream when I was younger. Uh, and since Skrillex worked with Apple Studio, I thought, yo, I have to do this as well to become the new Skrillex. So we started off recording chapter three with that, uh, chapter one with that laptop and Fruity Loops. And since, like, we recorded everything, everything, everything with, with Fruity Loops and that laptop. And the laptop is a fucking grandpa. Yeah, and it's we, about to die. like, I was crying during recording sessions like 100 times. And. I destroyed my mouse once because, like, the laptop is absolutely fucked. And we we said, like, after that, and you can imagine, like, six-minute songs on one crappy-ass laptop with <laughs> Apple Studio. It was about to explode. It was insane. It was shit show. But we said, after that record, we will definitely build our new studio with a new PC and a new DAW. Yeah. And, yeah, here we are. You should have stuck to it, man. That, that could have been your thing. Yeah, and to be honest, I mean, it served us well, but at the end, it was just like, it was, we're beating a dead horse at that point. <laughs> it's just like, it was literally about to die. Um, and, but, you know, he, he, he hung in there and, uh, he did a great job. He survived, uh, two EPs and two L, uh, LPs. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but his time is over now. Definitely, 100%. And he's retired. Well, now that I'm, now that you're like a, a a famous singer in a big emo band, maybe you can actually do the, the Skrillex stuff. Well, actually, that's a good idea. That's a very good idea. How would we call ourselves? Like, like as a do dubstep? Uh, as a dubstep DJ? Yeah. Subface. Subface. <laughs> he's, he's had that right. name in his back pocket since he was like 12. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. His time to shine is right now. Let's it, it go. Really is. It really is. And I mean, honestly, though, Europe does have like a really good underground, like EDM uh, dance music scene. So there really is potential. Or after show parties, there it is, man. Well, like we started off using like drum and bass and dubstep songs as our intros for our live shows which i enjoyed so much oh you have no idea what kind of intros we had <laughs> in the early days yeah it, it's all we had, we had usher yeah as an intro for like us coming on stage then bon jovi we, we had bon jovi as an intro song we had um a lot of summer dubsteps. what's it called summer jam summer jam yeah what's that called it's called I don't summer know. Jam, right I, I think it's called summer that 2000s party song like, just stupid songs. We thought it was funny, but it isn't that funny, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and then for some, we, we had, like, what, heart, what was it called? Like, heart bass? Like, no, no, no. Dubstep and drum and bass. Yeah, drum and bass, exactly, yeah. Do you, so, are you guys thinking about implementing that kind of stuff into the actual music at all? No, I don't think so. Like, I, I once, <laughs> I hit up, like, I, I slided in his DMs, like, my favorite dubstep DJ, and asked him to do a collaboration. But he never replied. 
So yeah, they're too no, famous I, for the for metal musicians. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it interests them. But much. he he often collaborates like with with metal shins, and so he often uses like metal vocals in his tracks. Oh, but it's not Skrillex, obviously. But so I thought there might be a chance, <laughs> but we haven't had the blue the blue check on Instagram. Then, now you so do. That, now you do. Now I will hit him up again. That's the only reason you guys responded to me. Oh <laughs> fuck yes, blue check. Let's go. Well, yeah. Hey. Yeah, and I mean, I I love that you guys' stuff is very diverse uh, in it, though, because it, it would allow you to do at least some aspects of stuff like that in the background, kind of industrial, like, some aspects, because you guys have so much variety in your music, even if it's just like a slight hint, there's possibility there, and um, also just with how chaotic it is, like, not only musically, but probably lyrically as well if i knew the lyrics and is there is there an intention with the lyrics at all or is it just crazy crap um do you mean like in terms of what we're like uh talking about in the yes lyrics? yeah um so basically the way it is is that we since like the beginning of paleface we basically planned everything out um like like song wise song name wise and we created this story um, that we're talking like we've been talking about since day one with our first EP and we're continuing the story with our lyrics and um, and That's basically what we're talking about We've had a lot of people like come up to us and ask us like what the lyrics mean and stuff and like they don't get it And the thing is it's like it's part of a like a bigger story that like that is all interconnected uh, in our like universe that we created and um, We try to make it as clear as possible, but also like Keep it as vague as possible so you each can like make their own meaning um and also like still adhere to the story that we that we're trying to create so we're we're talking about the story that we created and uh we continued it with like fear and dagger which is more of a spin-off like because chapter one two and three are like lord of the rings and there's hobbit basically that's what gotcha. the, what it is and uh we're talking about what we created and the story and um yeah, I mean it's it's still like metal shit, but we we infused the lyrics this time with fear and dagger with with more like mental health topics and like metaphors and analogies um, pertaining to that. So uh, it's always like basically around that that issue and that like lyrical content. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense as far as just especially if you talk about mental health and some of the chaotic feelings that people can have the. I mean, it all sounds like it would be in that kind of unstable mind uh, mindset, you know, um, and as yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say, like, that's why we also have that intro song for Fee and Dagger um, that that is a real recording of a, a fan uh, of ours that he sent when he had like a psychotic episode. Um, I think he, he has. Yeah, like he hit me up. Uh, as a as a as a friend or as a fan or whatever, and I got to talk to him more often, and yeah, like he hit me up several times, and we just talked about things, and we talked about the topic of a new record, and then he uh, told me some things about his personal life uh, and like mental health stuff, and he was like very open, like he talked very open about it, which made me, which was a a good feeling. How's it called, like? I felt honored. I felt honored that he like told me those 
those things, and all, it was very in, interesting to talk to him. And he once said, like, he has this, re- like, he always recorded himself uh, during those, how's it called? Like, does he have schizophrenia? Yes. Yeah, so he has he has that um, mental health issue, and he, he always records his, like, psychotic episodes. Basically. Exactly, to, like, reflect them afterwards. Yeah, reflect and, them. And, yeah, get over it, basically. And he always thought that would be kind of cool to have it as an intro song, or like to give it to someone. And exactly. And he gave and, it to us. And first, I was like, "Yo, like stuff like that isn't a thing you should like use for entertainment or make money with or yeah. whatever." And we talked about that for a long time. And he thought like he wanted to use it as an how's it called like an ed- education thing, yeah. like to open people's eyes, like yo. This shit is real. Like it is a real recording. Um, it, it is real. Like people are suffering from stuff like that, and it is real. So open your eyes. Like it is a real person with real like mental illnesses, and we don't have to hide that. Like we don't have to come up with our own intros, like we did it in the the first three chapters. Um, like it is real, and we want to talk about problems, and we don't want to like hide from them or whatever. So why don't why don't like why not use stuff like that for for intros because like I said it is real and there are real problems. So open your eyes and do something. Yeah, I mean it's a very heavy intro to to listen to. It is. It is it's it's like I mean uh when I first heard it I was like holy shit I don't think we can use this. I mean we tried to make our intros as interesting as possible, but when we heard that, we were like, holy fuck. Um, yeah. Because it, it's real. Like, yeah, that's, uh, that's the main like thing. Legitimately real and uh, one of a kind. And uh, but Yeah, we are very thankful that he talked uh, about his problems with me that often because I got to learn so many new things about mental illnesses and about schizophrenia. Yeah. So we were, like, we are still very thankful that he lent us. Yes. Yeah. He gave us uh, his permission to use it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wherever he is, I hope he's doing well. Yeah, we 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 still write write uh, with each other like like we still text each oh, other really? very often. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and he's very glad. I like he's very glad how it turned out and everything. Yeah, yeah very good. thankful. Which makes me happy. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean that's awesome. It's it's him um, kind of putting some awareness out there for something like that. I mean, when I listened to it, because uh, I, I put it on me while my, my, my wife were driving, and I put it on, and I, I thought it was going to go into something earlier, but it's like a minute 50 of this. And it was, it is uncomfortable to listen to, to a degree. Uh, I, it got like a minute in, and I looked at time, and I said to my wife, I was like, you can just skip this. This is just like an intro thing. And but she was like, no, I want to hear it because it sets the tone. And I'm like, I mean, it really does because your guys' music kind of feels like that mentality while it's going because it's so intense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, yeah, I mean that's we we heard that a lot, and and to be honest, it makes sense. Uh, our music is definitely chaotic, but like I said, we have a lot to say, and there's a lot like a lot to be said, and. Uh, and we thought that was like the perfect fit for the intro. Yeah, I, um, so. it, it really is. And, and it does set the tone. And and my, my wife, she doesn't listen to much heavy music, but she loves the... If she's listened to heavy music, she wants to be intense, like very intense. Uh, and she, yeah. kept, she kept saying to me that she really wanted to listen to Kublai Khan again. And I was like, I think you're talking about Pale Face. 
She turned on Kubla Khan. She was like, "Yeah, this isn't it." <laughs> we turned back on oh, wow. we turned back on your guys' stuff, and she was like, "Yeah, this is it." So nice. please say thanks to her. Yeah, we appreciate you. it a lot. Yeah, yeah she, she really loves icon. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying that. I mean, it's a good comparison to make because I, I kind of feel honored that she made that comparison in the first place. Sure. I mean, we we like we love that band as well, but. Um, yeah, yeah, they, and that they're cool. they're a good example of raw intensity as well, um, and that that is a style that like she likes and that I like, and so just from this whole conversation too, we were talking earlier about like reaching mass appeal or a wider appeal. She listens to Led Zeppelin and Janis Joplin, and so if she turns on heavy stuff and she actually likes your guys' stuff, then there is something there that is mass appealable. And so Damn. I I think that they're, Sick. yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, she doesn't even like my stuff, you know? And so <laughs> here we go. Uh, <laughs> and I think you guys really got it going as far as that goes. And also with the, the imagery you guys are using, um, as far as the visual imagery, is that something that is just kind of happens in the moment? Or do you guys have like an overall plan with this, with the pale face branding image wise? Well, I just love doing music videos and I just love um, like working on ideas uh, or like music video ideas. Um, I don't know. I just love like cinematic bullshit. You know what I mean? Definitely. So we try to, we try to visualize those things that we are feeling during writing those songs or during recording my vocals or whatever. I always try to visualize those feelings. You know what I mean? Like the the raw, the raw feelings, basically emotions. raw emotions, exactly. And I always try to come up with some ideas that kind of fit the emotional state I'm in while recording. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Nice. Are you the type of person uh, that has to like put yourself in a specific state to record these kind of vocals, or can you just do it at whim? I think it depends. It depends. I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know. If, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think... For but some, you just do it. <laughs> I would say for some for some songs, definitely. Because like you said, My Grave is like the most... Uh, personal one. Personal one, and I'm, I'm sure. Like, I'm in the state immediately. Like, when we write songs, we are always like emotional, but not like we're not like crying or something, but we always like get our minds into those emotions that doesn't make like we are not um like acting or something like we are not yeah. like hollywood actors or so it just it just comes naturally you know what i mean like yeah. i'm always like it's i don't know even though if i'm angry or sad and i record something and it sounds very good because i am like angry or sad it makes me happy it sounds that good you know what i mean so yeah. i'm kind of like sad and happy at the same time and that's the same for music videos like for those story story things like the story scenes the 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 acting scenes like i'm not acting or so it's just like how you feel i mean that's how yeah exactly that's how we also translate that into our live show i mean we just go fucking nuts because we're like so amped up and we just want to say so much and we just want to let our emotions out that's yeah. why 
just we just go fucking nuts and throw shit around, just headbang or fucking. And I don't think there's a there's a reason to to hide those emotions at all. So I think that's the right place to let all your emotions out. Even the, like if it's recording or live shows, it doesn't matter. Just let everything yeah. out, and you don't ha have to hide. And also, like for the the audience, the crowd, just let your emotions out. Like don't hide. Just enjoy yourselves or whatever you have to like we want everyone to feel better after the show like when leaving the club just feel released or relieved mm -hmm. or whatever you know what I mean? yeah and so that's the goal it's always the, the 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 goal while recording while filming music videos yeah yeah and for you guys um because you were doing you did a couple shows before the the hype and everything so walking out um for that sold out show in zurich um, what was the difference in feeling? Because, I mean, we all know how a lot of the smaller beatdown shows go. You're talking like 10, 50 people, something, you know, empty kind of room. So how did it feel like walking out on stage after this kind of wait and this like unknown happened online and you walk out and there's a sold out crowd in front of you that you never had before? Well, it was completely normal because we are rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was amazing. Like, it was an amazing feeling. Definitely, like, 100%. Um, it kind of feels like we played... Our biggest show today was at Fight Fest, which is in the Czech Republic. Because, like, like people-wise, like, the capacity and shit. It was a summer festival, and there were a lot of people. But the release show still feels like the biggest show we've ever played just because it was so intense and so personal. When it's your because show. Because we know, yeah, we like we were the headline and the people came out to, to see us in our own country where we thought we know, we already knew everyone. So it, it felt unreal. Like it, it took me a couple, like the, it, it wasn't like the, the biggest venue or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a... Uh, a 50 cap when you're just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it took me a couple of days to realize what just happened. I mean, everyone is saying that, like, oh my God, I was so overwhelmed. It took me like a week to realize what just happened. But it is like that. You know what I mean? It, it was like, yo, we just sold that out. And the people, like, there were so many people and it was just crazy. It was such a great feeling. But while on stage, it was just fun. Like, we had so much fun. It was just a huge party. Like, it, it doesn't felt like any... We were not nervous or whatever. It, it just felt good. It just felt right. Like, and it's the right thing to do, and we want to do it, and let's do it right now. And we, I think it's the first time we also realized that we're, like, kind of onto something. Yeah, like, exactly. It's exactly. Like, holy shit! What is happening? Like we were walking out, and like the, all these people were there, and was filled to the fucking brim, and uh, we were just overwhelmed and so happy, and and that's the first time I think we all said like, holy shit! Like it, it's happening. It's going to turn yeah. out cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. and there's a lot of bands that have a, like really, really strong careers as just European bands. Um, I mean, Eskimo Cowboy is a really good example of that. They, they've they gone through all of Europe, but they hadn't come over to the States. They're about to do their first big tours in the States. But they pretty much operated as a European and uh, East, you know, band. Uh, but you yeah. guys have aspirations to 
uh, like, but you also see a lot of bands, like UK bands, that just come live in the States and tour in the States full time. Do you think that um, you guys are going to try to capitalize on that European market and do a few amount of shows that make more? Or are you trying to do like 250 shows a year? Um, I think we're going to play. I mean, right now, the plan is we're going to play as much shows that we can and, yeah, or as many as we can. And, but we do want to, we don't want to like, stay in Europe that's not the plan you okay. want to travel the world yeah. with this music and want to see where where it takes us and like we want to go to the US we want to go to Canada we want to go to Australia Japan everywhere yeah basically everywhere so we're not going to confine ourselves yeah. to Europe um definitely not um it's just it takes a lot of money to like go overseas i'm but sure we are, we are all like working full time jobs so except me because switzerland but, kind of yeah except you you're you're the uh, a student yeah <laughs> because switzerland kind of sucks like switzerland everything is so fucking expensive everyone like knows that everything is expensive but we also earn uh like a lot, a lot. for example like compared to 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 germany like we earn i, I don't know like triple or something more way more but it's still not like we are not rich or so you know what i mean but it's so hard to live uh like off the music from the music yeah. when you live in switzerland because you have to earn so much money to live kind of normal in switzerland you know what i mean because if we would live in germany or something or in france or whatever i think it would be way easier to yeah. like work like 50 percent jobs or yeah. whatever but we are all working full-time jobs, so it's not easy to, like, just say, yo, fuck you, I'm about <laughs> to go on tour for a month, and a month later, I'm about to go on tour, like, yeah. another month, and you know what I mean? That's kind of hard. So, I think that's yeah. maybe the only thing that would confine us a bit, but in the end, we're going to tour the world, that's yeah. for sure. And just and just for reference for people listening, like one time I had a uh, the band had a layover flight in Switzerland, and I bought four people that was in the band Burger King at the airport, and so four oh, yeah. people, and it equated to like a hundred and twenty U.S. dollars. Yeah, welcome to Switzerland. Completely yeah. normal. It was brutal. I I almost couldn't afford it. Like once they told Bro, me the price, cheap. I was like, wait. <laughs> Like if you if you go out for a dinner, like a very normal dinner, like that price that you just said, you pay that for just like two people, like for a normal restaurant. Yeah. It is it is crazy. So but, that's the that's the dumb thing in Switzerland to earn like you have to earn a lot of money with your music to live from that. You but, know what I mean? I mean just to say like we're doing like well in Switzerland. Like for us it's not expensive. We're like accustomed to it and like he said, we earn a lot. Um uh, and for us, it's like it kind of, it cancels each other out for us. Uh, but like when when like you guys or like Americans or Germans come to like Switzerland, they're like shocked to see these prices. Whereas we're like, dude, this is like normal. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And I mean, it's it, it it's also good for bands coming into Switzerland on tour because uh, people spend buy a lot of merch in Switzerland. They really do. Oh, yeah. you they can sell a merch so fucking expensive. Yes, dude, dude. you can jack prices up so much here. It's and and so we good. do every time. It just you gotta do yeah. it though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like no hard like we never have like hard feelings. We know Not at all. we like we as Swiss people, we know 
like bands are doing that. Yeah. And we're fine because it's like, yeah, we it's normal to pay it's, like fifty dollars for a shirt. What the fuck do you like, mean? It's always <laughs> the same with ticket price. When you look like when you look like on the on the tour thing, like UK, Germany and shit, like the tickets prices are, are always like, I don't know, twelve dollars. Yeah. Exactly. You go to Swiss like forty, fifty yeah, for like one year, it's like fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it's it's an interesting market, especially there, there aren't that many uh, Swiss bands that have gotten out there and done it. And so I, I think that you guys um, are going to kind of open up a lot of awareness to, like, people in the States. Like, I, as someone from the States, I can't think of one band from Switzerland that tours over here often. So you kind of got that mystique for you when you come over here. Uh, Americans would be like, wait, they're from Switzerland. All fancy and I stuff. Jeez! Oh my God! <laughs> you guys got to do a you got to do a pale face Swiss Army knife like branded. Oh, hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. Or think... a cheese like a pale face cheese was also a very good <laughs> idea. Or chocolate. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of chocolate. I, well, I own a knife I'm... company, so I'll make I'll get you guys some pale face knives. Dude, dude that would be so sick. Hundred percent, dude. I'll make it happen. Um, but like, I think for like the only other band that like was pretty successful from switzerland was the band music. yeah like metal music was like uh breakdown of sanity i don't know if you yeah know that, that band. they i mean they broke up but they used to be pretty big um here and i think also in the states but they never toured the states no. i think they did a few shows like one like two shows on the east coast or something but um yeah we don't have that many big bands i think what eluvaiti and got hard got hard but it's more like melodic or rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I think, think I think you guys have you could you could corner that market to be the Swiss band. You know, I think that's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I I really am so intrigued by everything that you guys got going on. I obviously was part of uh, catching on to you guys from the hype as well. From my my boy Hardcore Keem, uh, me and him are good friends, and he did a reaction to your video. Do you guys think reaction videos was the big aspect to the hype? Um, or what do you I think? think it, what do you think caused it? I think it's a multitude of like like a very like a lot of things I think happened. Um, but I think reaction videos definitely helped a lot to get our name out there, especially reach American the, the American demographic, uh, for sure. But uh, I don't know. I think it's like I I don't think we can like boil it down to like one specific aspect. Um, I think it's. I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Also, like me personally, I love watching those. Uh, like yeah, reaction videos like I watch basically every single reaction video because it's just I don't know enjoyable yeah entertaining but I also think like for example like Spotify playlists and shit are also a a, a huge huge thing like reaction videos and playlistings and stuff and YouTube like slam worldwide for example like every band on this planet uploads their first few music videos on slam worldwide these days we did that as well Exactly, and yeah. that's also a, a good thing to do, I believe. But I think like, it's good. In everything the in the internet is like a good thing to to reach out to, like the US or whatever. Yeah, but I think the reaction videos definitely had their effect. I think they definitely like got gained us a lot of fans yeah. for sure. If if you can really pull those vocals off in like one take, you have to do vocal playthroughs. People would lose their minds watching you do that crap. You got to do film it. the film. I filmed a few already. Really? But, uh, only like a couple yeah. like small parts, right? 
yeah, we we uploaded a couple small parts, uh, but it was just like like reels, Instagram reels. Oh, but I go. I filmed two, two like vocal playthroughs, like one takes, and I love those one takes. I yeah, I'm not a big fan, like me personally. It's just like my opinion. I'm not a big fan of those. Uh, vocal covers or like the the recorded the pre-recorded oh, vocal God. covers. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those like raw one take. Even though you fuck something up, I don't fucking care. Yeah. at least it it, it it has to be one take in my yeah. opinion. So let me let and, me get your opinion on this because I complain about this all the time. I was just complaining to it to my wife like literally while we were walking in here um, that. So many vocalists upload these like vocal covers or one take vocals, but as a vocalist, I'm looking at their mouth and I'm like, he's not making that sound <laughs> with that shape of a mouth. Like they're lip syncing to it. Like he's looking like a model, like he's looking perfectly fine. <laughs> and let's be honest, you cannot look perfectly fine like Leonardo DiCaprio style when you are doing like extreme metal vocals you know yeah. what i mean you are not looking fine <laughs> so it is not it is not possible so i don't like those videos <laughs> yeah it, it cringes me out every time i see one and there's some really popular vocalists that do these lip sync like they're they pre-record their vocals and then do it over like record it and i'm just like i've seen you live i know you can do it just do it live actually it bugs me exactly. so bad <laughs> i totally understand you so but yeah, I recorded a few, but I will I will definitely record or film more of those. But I haven't uploaded them, yeah. obviously. But I will definitely do so. Yeah. I would love that. Find, you can still find the sure. ones we did on our Instagram page under our reels. So, yeah, the, the small parts. So yeah. if you if you want to check those out. Like those teasers, like the song yeah. teasers. I mean, it's a good representation. Of I, I don't yeah. have to do those videos. I think those are very, very, very funny. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I that would be videos. I would love to see more of that. And you guys are pale face Swiss on Instagram, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you guys talking to me. I think uh, really, I was even talking to my wife about this. If I always look for the band that can take the heavy music to another level and get to that level, because there's not many bands right now that can push you know pulling 2000 people a night or more than that and there's a it takes a rare occurrence to have a band that has that potential and i really think you guys could have that and so um i'm very much looking forward to where your guys music goes because i think it's unique and and metal to me is super boring currently and i think you guys have a lot of aspects that are not boring and have that potential to get big so i appreciate you being here on the podcast as well and um i every listener needs to go listen to pale face it's crazy it's not like something you've heard anytime recently uh and really thank you guys for being here talking to me yeah, thank you. I mean, we really appreciate it, and especially your kind words. And, exactly. Uh, I hope, so much. hope when we come to the U.S., we can meet. Yes, but I will not be doing guest vocals. I'm not even going to attempt that stuff. Not happening. <laughs> no worries at all. We'll see. We'll see. I will embarrass myself. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. All right. Well, Yo, anyway, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yes. I appreciate it. Really, we appreciate it. Like C. Charles said, thank you so much for the kind words. It means a lot. Like, to be honest, it means yeah, a lot. means a lot. Heck yeah. Well, have uh, a good one, guys, and uh, have some fun with the band. You guys keep having fun out there. It's it's really nice to see. So I will talk to you sure. guys here soon, all right? All right. Perfect. Appreciate it. See you. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye-bye.